0: Friend, we're so glad you could join us. Here, we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're going through, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon,
1: and I'm Amy Nalway, and this is a world of hope.
0: Right, Amy. So, September is upon us here, and a lot of students returning to school. It's uh, back-to-school time, I'm sure, to the joy of parents, everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I, I'm sure they're throwing parties.
0: <laughs> You're right. In the spirit of back-to-school, I was thinking, you know, uh, we, we always like to reminisce here on uh, World of Hopes, and I'm curious, like, do you have any favorite back-to-school supplies or anything that uh, you just had to have as a kid? Uh, anything that stands out to you?
1: I feel like I've always been a little obsessed with pens. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like pens and pencils and, uh, you know, back then it was like the weird erasers.
0: Mm, right.
1: I remember I had ones that they were in the shape shape fruit but they smelled like the fruit they were the shape of i don't know
0: okay that's fun
1: (laughs) there was also a set of markers that were fruit scented markers Uh, do you remember those
0: yes i remember those well
1: those were the coolest things ever but um no no joke i i was a little obsessed with pens and pencils and stuff so like for me you know i had my my notebook or whatever but i always had to get the pencil case thing that went into the notebook.
0: Okay. Because right. I had
1: so many pens and pencils. Like to this day I'm still kind of the same way.
0: Gotta have a good pen. Yeah.
1: It's a thing. Like it's gotta have the right ink flow and it's gotta feel right when you're holding it. And then there's the different colors.
0: <laughs> As a kid, I was more of a pencil person. As an adult though, I'm definitely more of a pen. I, I can't remember the last time I wrote with pencil. Mm. As a student though, I loved those Bic mechanical pencils
1: yes, yes 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 yes
0: oh, oh my gosh you could just write so uh fine with those and yeah I just love the feel of them of course being a left-hander at the end of the day my hand was covered in graphite you know <laughs> because uh, yeah they didn't like left-handers apparently but <laughs> yeah those those were great but my all-time favorite though uh was my la- red Lamborghini Trapper Keeper
1: Oh, my God. I that loved
0: fears. that thing. And, yes. You know, come to find out, I, I think half the planet had this particular trap. If you were a boy, you had this Trapper Keeper in the mm-hmm. 80s. It, it just mm-hmm. was guaranteed. But I loved it. And then, of course, I filled it with my peachy folders, which I <laughs> oh loved those things, too. And, you know, what's great is they still sell those today. <laughs> Something about that just makes me happy. <laughs> I love that peachy folders are still a thing. But I used to love like just sitting in class and drawing like faces on the athletes and the folder and everything. It was, it was so good. So, so much fun. <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, artistic talent on my part there. Nice. Not really. Did you have a Trapper Keeper or any uh, folders that uh, come to mind?
1: I, I think the, the Trapper Keeper that I had, it was a solid color background, but it had a section, you know, when you closed the little flap and, and velcroed it close right there was a little section where it looked like someone had torn the paper and like exposed what was underneath and it was all these like p- pretty funky bright colored like 80s shapes and things kind of like springing out of the hole nice uh that like was it. made in the trapper keeper and then um i just remember like the little compartments and things inside there was the one little like Pocket that with the, like the plastic mesh holes or whatever that you would slide your stuff into was like this bright bright purple and yeah it was pretty fun and and of course I put my little pen holder inside the hold kind of all sports
0: the pen holder um, yeah
1: do you remember the pencils where it was instead of the mechanical pencil where you oh, would the, like the, squeeze it the up, lead that you would, you take would out pull and it out and, yes right right I was, yeah. I, I was I had a bunch of those my like prized pens and pencils were all from the sanrio store
0: sanrio was big
1: yes i had one of those uh, pencil boxes where um i don't know they were probably like maybe three and a half inches wide and long enough to hold your pencils and stuff but then they had all the little buttons on the outside that you would open that you would hit the button and it would open up the weird little doors oh, yeah, they yeah, could yeah. store random these. things into.
0: Er, right. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think one of them, it like popped out a ruler and, um, it had a spot for you to put your pens. And I think I had one with hello kitty and one with carope, the little frog. I loved, I loved all the Sanrio stuff for some reason. <laughs> Yeah. Those were probably my favorite things.
0: Yeah, those were cool. Uh, those were cool. I still I still remember and this is gonna date me, but you know <laughs> one of my favorite folders I ever owned was in kindergarten. I had a Mickey's Mouser Size folder. Oh my gosh. Which if, if you remember mouse Size on the old Disney channel, you you and I need to be friends because <laughs> I feel like there's so few of us at this point, but and they still haven't brought it to Disney Plus. We need it on Disney Plus.
1: Thank you. I was just going to say that. I'm like, why is Mickey's Mouseer Size not on Disney Plus? Yet? Right?
0: That's a travesty. Oh my gosh, that'd be fantastic. I loved my Mickey's Mouse Size folder. <laughs> I thought I was the coolest kid in class, you know, in kindergarten. Oh my gosh, that that was the best. Yep.
1: That's too funny. That needs to come on Disney Plus. I'm I'm rooting for that.
0: My life will be complete. Once they bring Mickey's Mousercise back to Disney+, Plus, I, I feel uh, not only will I have something to watch, but uh, I think I'll get in shape. <laughs> I'll have a reason to exercise.
1: <gasps> oh, man. I think one of the other things about school supplies that I really loved, so I was, I was obsessed with the Erasers, but I think secretly one of my favorite school supplies was actually my lunchbox. The I yes. had with to the have thermos. a box. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yep. I still remember like yes, I had Transformers was one of my early ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a GI drill 1 as well one year and then also uh Superpowers which was just like Superman and Batman. It's kind of mm-hmm. a cartoon show back in the 80s and those were fun, man. I had uh the superpowers one was in my grandparents' garage up until probably about <laughs> twenty thirteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A little rusted. You know, because they were actually metal back then.
1: But yeah, yeah, there were the metal ones. They did have plastic ones too. Eventually, yeah,
0: yeah. which I, I I've seen uh, the metal ones are starting to make a comeback now, which is pretty cool. I've seen a couple mm-hmm, of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm I'm glad you brought up the lunch boxes man, because that that was you had to have a good lunchbox game. Good you know, lunchbox, they, yeah. everybody was looking at the lunch boxes. You had to have a good one.
1: I. Secretly geeked out over the matching thermos because you know it had the right. whatever the design was on the lunchbox that was the design on the thermos as well. Yep, I had one with popples on it. I don't know if you remember <laughs> popples,
0: remember popples. Yep, yep.
1: Um, I believe I had a strawberry shortcake one. I want to say I had a rainbow bright one too, but I can't check out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I think I had a gem in the holograms.
0: Ah, as nice. Well.
1: Nice. But yeah, the lunch boxes were pretty dang cool.
0: Yep. And then of course the, the thermos, you know, as you mentioned, and I loved how it had the little cup,
1: mm-hmm. uh, even though I
0: hardly ever use that. I just drank right out of the, you know, Yeah. just a little flip top as a straw.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the way that it would like, I don't know, it did this weird, like the little, groop, 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 groop,
0: groop. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: right. I can't believe I just made that sound. But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, there was something about the lunchboxes that were so much fun. I think now I would love to get my hands on either a Star Wars lunchbox or a Sesame Street or like maybe even Fraggle Rock. I don't know. One of those would be really yeah,
0: cool. I did in my adult life here, as <laughs> being the nerd that I am, I, I have purchased a couple Star Wars metal lunchboxes. Okay. A year ago, I bought a Mandalorian one. So, oh. Oh. So, yeah, my my lunchbox game is still strong to this (laughs) day.
1: (laughs) Even though you have nowhere to take your lunch, well, you know, you can still pack it in something fun. Yeah.
0: Right. I work from home, so I can just pack it up and take it to my bedroom. And there you go. Yeah. Lunchtime. Love it. All right. Well, let's say we, uh, bring in a little bit of hope to the conversation. Uh, I think you have a pretty fun story for us this week, so I'm I'm eager to hear it. What do you have for us?
1: Yeah, so I've got another story from uh, the Good News Network that's based uh, off of a video. Actually, I saw the video kind of get passed around um, on Facebook and Instagram a bit before I saw this article. It was just, it was one of those things that visually caught my eye. And so I was curious. So as the the article discusses, there was an Australian farmer who decided to pay tribute to uh, a beloved aunt who passed away. She lost her battle with cancer, and he was unable to make it to her funeral because uh, in different parts of Australia, they are currently still in lockdown. Right. Yeah, so he was unable to to make it to her funeral but wanted to somehow be able to share and and convey the impact that she had had on his life. He he wasn't sure how to do that. The quote that he shared says at, at those times of grief you feel really helpless. You don't know what to do, what to say. And I felt like that's, That's definitely true. yeah identifiable like i I get that, so while he was out um he he has a bunch of sheep while he was out feeding uh his pregnant sheep some extra food, he had this idea come to him, and uh, he had seen before that it it depending on how he Put out the food. If he put it in certain sheet in certain shapes, uh, the sheep would gather. So he got this idea uh, to lay out the food in such a way that it made the shape of a heart.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: And then um, he used a drone to capture the footage of um, of all of these sheep coming to eat and and what you see happen. I don't even know how to describe it to you in, in this podcast. You have to go watch the video. It just looks, it, it's, I don't know, the only thing I could think of to compare it to, it's like uh, living art. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a real life sheep painting <laughs> come to life.
0: That's a great way to explain it because that's exactly what it is. I mean, you're literally... As you watch the video, you know, you're slowly watching this like shape take form and mm-hmm. you've seen all the sheep just run up to the, you know, this food and yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun yeah, to watch. It
1: looks really, really cool. It made me think of, you know, when you were a little kid and you're playing with the, the, the magnet manipulatives for science And and you use the little magnet to to draw in other magnets, and then they kind of follow, you know. Uh, Kind of reminded me of that a little bit. But with sheep and food in this huge pasture, it was just such a trip to watch. But I love that he wanted to share the impact that his aunt had. And it went viral. And what better thing to go viral than sharing something as beautiful as the love that you had for for an important person in your family in such a unique way. I don't know. I just thought it was really cool.
0: It was a really cool video. And even his song choice for the video, like it just fit it so well, you know, and it, it was just a great tribute. Uh, and I, I totally see why it went viral because... Yeah, it's something you could pass on to someone you know, right? You just mm-hmm. want to send them like a little love for, you know, especially in these times right now where, you know, some of us still aren't able to see each other in person. You know, it's just a, it's a great sentiment, you know, to know that you're loved and cared for and it's just such a great visual.
1: Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I don't know what tasks, I'm assuming as a farmer you have a lot of things to take care of throughout the day.
0: One would assume, yeah.
1: So I'm glad that um, that he thought of this idea because it just, again, like I said, it felt like it was a piece of living, breathing artwork come to life. Definitely a beautiful tribute to his aunt who, who passed away.
0: You know, and it, it speaks to, you know, some of the stuff we've talked about in this show in the past, you know, it, We've just seen such, you know, ingenuity and creativity, you know, people displayed like during this pandemic, you know, where we have things like, the, you know, Zoom parties, of course, but like the drive-by birthdays and, mm-hmm. you know, things like this. It just goes to show, man, just how creative people get when when they, you know, uh, are unable to physically show their affection, you know, they, they just come up with these great things and it's just so inspiring to watch, you know, just how like human connection compassion you know it just can't be contained like we'll, mm-hmm. we'll find a way you know people will find a way and yeah that's just uh, it's a fun video to watch So yeah i definitely encourage you to check it out we'll uh, we'll link it in the show notes for sure
1: definitely so yeah that's my my little bit of hope
0: that's a good one i, I love that definitely brought a smile to my face it's cool
1: well, before we go, uh, like we always do here on A World's of Hopes, we are going to offer up a, a recommendation to you—something that we've watched or seen or heard that we enjoyed and want to share with you because we think you might enjoy it as well. So, Chuck, what do you got for us today?
0: All right, so I have a movie on Disney Plus. Uh, This was one that was part of their premiere package, but it has just gone to free now for Disney Plus subscribers. Okay, I just watched it the other day, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm going to recommend Cruella, starring Emma Stone Mm. and Emma Thompson. It's funny because watching the trailers for this, I figured it was going to be interesting. It seemed to me like Disney was trying to create their own Harley Quinn, you know, that... uh, Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie is made famous at this point as uh, so that that kind of seemed like the vibe. And you know, watching it uh, it does have some of that. But what I appreciated most is they gave Corella backstory, but they didn't really try to humanize her or make you sympathize with her per se. There's a little bit of it, but mostly, like she's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's refreshing because I feel like so many of these origin stories for these villain characters, they just try to make them more of an anti-hero than necessarily a villain. And I guess in a way I understand because it's hard to connect to a film if it's just about a villain because how how do you relate to a villain if they're just a villain? But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay. Like, there's just some people who are evil. (laughs) Like, it's okay, you know? (laughs) That was my issue with the Maleficent movie. I'm like, that's a character that does not need a backstory. We don't need to sympathize with Maleficent she's great just being evil <laughs> like she's just an evil force but Cruella it worked cuz they they didn't really go that route well. so i liked it i enjoyed it uh especially if you're uh, a fan of 101 dalmatians the animated film there's a lot of fun little easter eggs in the movie and i can't say enough good things about emma thompson's performance like i feel like she's just wonderful in almost everything she does yeah. I, I just raved about her a while back on Late Night. And yeah, she plays a great villain in this film. Uh, very, very on point. And her delivery is just great, man. Like, she insults you like nobody's business. And you <laughs> almost want to ask for more just because of the way she delivers it. You're like, I need more of this in my life. <laughs> like, it's just so entertaining. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think Emma Stone does a great job as well. Uh, she does a lot of heavy lifting, and it, it works. I was very uh, hesitant because their origin stories with these villains have be- been very mixed at best. But, yeah, this one's good. Right. This one's good. And they just announced a sequel coming for it. So, that's potentially something to look forward to. So,
1: right.
0: Cruella on Disney+, Plus. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think you might as well. So, check it out. All right, Amy. I'm curious. So, what do you have for us this week? What are you recommending?
1: Well, my recommendation is also from Disney Plus this week. Nice. You know, one of the things uh, about the last, uh, you know, year and a half with the pandemic and everything was Broadway shutting down. It was heartbreaking for me as as a theater lover. Right. And this Friday. Uh, I'm actually going to be going to see my first Broadway musical since
0: oh, everything exciting. shut
1: down. Yeah. Nice. Um. Beforehand, um, my sister and I we had um we were subscribers to one of the local theaters here in Southern California, and half of our program had to be canceled because everything got shut down, and um and that was really a bummer. We were really excited to get to see The Lion King last year and that got cancelled. That was what we were supposed to be doing on that day last year and so to make up for it this year we got tickets to Hamilton. Awesome. We're seeing it, um, it'll be my second time seeing it in person and my sister's first time seeing it in person but if you have not seen it yet, it is um, on Disney Plus the uh, original broadway cast was filmed in 2016 yeah,
0: it's very cool that it's the original cast that's awesome. yes
1: indeed it is i don't know it's one of the most creative ways that i've seen history retold
0: <laughs> i'll agree with that yeah definitely
1: yeah um and if you live under a rock and know nothing about <laughs> Hamilton, it is uh, a retelling of founding father Alexander Hamilton's journey. And it was created by a uh, composer and playwright and performer and producer Lin-Manuel Miranda, who um, everything he touches seems to be just incredible I believe Hamilton won 11 Tony awards in 2016 and also won that year's Pulitzer prize in drama. So, um, just, uh, you know, an acclaimed show to begin with. And then you add um, just the incredible talent that they had for the opening cast.
0: That was amazing.
1: Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I can't even keep track of how many times I have watched Hamilton. (laughs) It's just one of these things that like, and I had heard the music, like I listened to the music before I had ever seen it. And I thoroughly enjoyed getting to see it live. There is something so magical about getting to see the opening Broadway cast for sure.
0: Uh, That would be special.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're just so talented. I think, One of my favorite characters is uh, George Washington, the guy who plays him. Christopher Jackson has just, an I love his voice. It's so, so good. (laughs) And then uh, David Diggs, who plays both Lafayette and Jefferson uh, in the show. He, he, I mean, it's just, there's so much talent. If I had to call out like two people, they're probably two of my favorites, but it's definitely like, even if you're, um, if you're not into like the normal, typical, cheesy musical, uh, this is very different. I mean, there's songs, but it's rapping. It's very different.
0: <laughs> it, it's definitely yeah. If you're used to traditional musicals, yeah. <laughs> it's a little drawing at first, but it's,
1: exactly, it's exactly. And if you're not familiar with um, the songs and or just the history of everything going on in general, I'd probably recommend turning on the captions as that was helpful to be able to follow along a little bit better.
0: It's a good recommendation. Yeah. It's good to,
1: especially because some of, some of the raps are really fast. They're spitting out those words like crazy. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Um, And if you watch (laughs) it enough times, you will learn all of the words (laughs) and be able to say it along with them. But for the first time, um, it might be helpful to watch with the captions on. But um, if you haven't watched it yet, um I always tell people it's worth watching at least once.
0: Oh yeah, dude it's a cultural phenomenon. You got to yeah. watch it at least once.
1: Yeah. Um so that is my, you know, in in celebration of musical theater and and Broadway reopening, um check out Hamilton on Disney Plus. That's my pick.
0: That's a great one. I love it. All right, well I think that about does it for this episode. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com.
1: And don't forget to look us up on Instagram at awohopes. We would love to connect with you there, give you a little extra dose of hope to carry you through between episodes. And uh, hey, don't forget to uh, tag us in any stories of hope that you come across. Share those with us. We would love to hear your stories of hope there as well.
0: can never get too much hope.
1: Yeah, bring it on. Lots and lots of hope, y'all. Well, until next time.
0: Take care. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. If you enjoyed the convers, if you enjoyed the conversation, the cumbersome,
1: it was, it was cumbersome. Yes, it, it, it was
0: cumbersome. Cum- yeah, it was cumbersome. It's, it's always cumbersome. If you enjoyed
1: out. the cumbersome conversation, say that. If
0: you fast. hated the conversation, <laughs> if you were thoroughly bored.
1: If you have now fallen asleep, then you are not listening to what we're saying right now. Send us a million dollars.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: You want you to go. send us a million dollars.
0: I have often been told that my voice puts people to sleep. So <laughs> I usually take it as a compliment. So, mm,
1: what are we doing podcasting then? <laughs> uh, you know.